Hello all, welcome to 63rd episode of Snippets. This is Dr. Komal, your host for the episode. As we all know, the standard of care for cataract today is the removal of cataract with phacomulsification and intraocular lens implantation. The ALPAR calculation for each eye becomes very important as in today's generation, cataract surgery is supposed to have outcomes as good as a refractive procedure. So, today we have with us Ms. Vijay Lakshmi and Ms. Sherin Mercy who are optometrists in Shankanitralay, Chennai, who practices ALPA calculation, digital biometry for our patients here day in and day out. Today, they'll be talking to us on the digital biometry of the patients. Welcome. Thanks, Dr. Komal, for the introduction. I'm Vijay Lakshmi, optometrist, will be sharing the pearls along with my colleague, Ms. Sharon, on pitfalls in ocular biometry. Cataract surgery has come a long way since the first intraocular lenses was implanted in 1949. As cataract surgery patient expectation grows, so does the need for better outcomes. Those improved outcomes depend in turn on more accurate measurements of the eye. So let's see the key components for arriving at an accurate eye power calculations. You need to measure accurate corneal power, axial length, accurate prediction of estimated lens position into the formulas, choosing an appropriate refractive target for various types of IOL and age group. You need to have an updated knowledge about various types of IOL and finally understanding how formulas calculate the optimum lens power. Moving on to the first component is keratometry. Keratometry is the measurement of the corneal curvature which determines the power of the cornea. The instruments we use to measure are manual keratometer, autokeratometers, keratometers incorporated in IOL Master and LensStar, topography, pentacam, Galilee are also used for keratometry values in special conditions. So let's see the pearls for an accurate key. Calibrate and check the accuracy of the keratometer. Use a dedicated single instrument that is known to be accurate. Do not touch the cornea beforehand and ensure a good film. Adjust the eyepiece to bring the central cross mire into focus. Make sure the patient's other eye is occluded so that the cornea is centered well. Align plus mire instead of minus mire for better results. Take an average of 3 readings including axis. If the keratometry value is less than 40 diopters or greater than 48 diopters, it is advisable to recheck the measurements by the second person or with a second device. You need to defer keratometry if any invasive technique is done on the same day, for example, gonioscopy or a planation tonometer. You need to defer keratometry for a week's time for contact lens users. While considering special conditions like corneal hectasias, pellucid marginal degeneration, topo K or pentacum K is used for calculations. In case of post-refractive eyes, we need to measure the total corneal power and incorporate in the formula. For pediatric children, measurements are taken under sedation. If the patient has dry eye, the impaired ocular surface affects the preoperative planning for cataract surgery. So, diagnosing and treating dry eye prior to the cataract surgery will result in a better visual outcome. Fortunately, with the non-contact biometers, we can verify the quality of myers. For example, we can look at the reflections of LED myers on the cornea or we can use standard deviations of measurement as a guide. Why all this? Because accuracy is essential as an error of one diopter in keratometry would result in a similar post-operative error. 
Moving on to the second component is the axial length. Axial length is defined as a distance from the anterior corneal surface to the retinal pigment epithelium. It can be performed using optical or ultrasound methods. Optical methods like IOL Master 700 lens star gives us better accuracy, but it might be difficult in case of dense cataract or poor visual acuity. Let's see the pearls for an accurate measurement of axial length while using contact biometers. Ensure the machine is calibrated and set for correct velocities for fake a fake pseudo-fakic and silicon filled dyes. Echoes from cornea, anterior lens, posterior lens and retina should be present with a takeoff of 90 degrees from the base and should be of good amplitude. The probe should be held perpendicular to the visual axis. There should not be any fluid bridge between the cornea and the probe. Care should be taken so that the cornea is not compromised. The error caused by 1 mm Corneal compression would lead to about 2.5 diopter error in the average eye. It is important to know if any macular pathology is present before the procedure. If there is misalignment along the optic nerve, it is recognized by the absence of scleral spikes. The gain setting should be kept at minimum level and we should obtain a good reading. The reading should be consistent with a standard deviation less than 0.06 mm. We need to remeasure when the axial length is less than 22 mm or more than 25 mm. If we are using an optical biometer, we need to calibrate the instrument according to the manufacturer's recommendations. Make sure the machine is set properly for fakic, pseudo-fakic, or fakic silicon filled eyes and we need to capture the measurements. Always measure both eyes and repeat if the difference is more than 0.3 mm between eyes. Remeasure if consecutive measurements differ by more than 0.2 mm in the same eye. Why all this 1 mm in axial and difference correlates to 3 diopters of error? The third component is accurate prediction of estimated lens position. The estimated lens position is the position of the eye well in the eye after surgery. It cannot be measured preoperatively. This estimate is a major important as it contributes to 42% of the total refractive error. We have few factors affecting the estimated lens position. Considering the anatomical factors, we have keratometry value, axial length, limbal white to white, preoperative anterior chamber depth, and lens thickness. IOL related factors include shape, length, flexibility, anterior angulation, material of the aptic, shape, design and material of the optic. The fourth component is appropriate refractive target for various types of IOL and age group. In most cases, the target refraction is hematropia, but in some cases, depending on the specific needs and demand of the individual patient, other target might be required. For example, monofocal intraocular lens aim for small amount of myopia. Multifocal intraocular lens aim for plano, small amount of hyperopia. Aim for hematropia for active patients and myopia in sedentary patients. Aim for hematropia in high hyperopic patients. For children, a customized approach is needed for IOL power calculations to achieve hematropization. Personalization of A constant for ultrasound biometry and optical biometry is mandatory. The surgeon induced astigmatism should be calculated once in two years. Today, there is a wide variety of premium IOLs to choose. The best intraocular lens depends on many factors including lifestyle and specific visual needs. So, we need to have an updated knowledge about various types of IOL. The different types of IOL available are 
the most common type of lens used in cataract surgery is a monofocal eye well monofocal means one focal point or one focus therefore set to focus for distance multifocal eye wells provide focusing for at least two focal point that is distance and near or distance and intermediate trifocal provides patients with vision at distance near and intermediate extended depth of focus aims to provide patient with a functional range of vision usually excellent intermediate to distance with a reasonably good near vision toric lens of course corrects the astigmatism the last component for desirable outcome is power calculation formulas to reach the targeted refraction the selection must be performed according to the anatomical and optical parameters of the eye so let's see which formula to use for which eye for normal axial length of 22 to 24 mm most formulas work well with minimal discrepancies while srkt formula is best for longer eyes that is axial length greater than 26 mm offq formulas provide best refractive outcomes in shorter eyes for high myopic eyes barrett 2 formula may be suitable choice over to ms sharen to continue with the pitfalls of ocular biometry no matter how good the system people will still make mistakes some reasons include people in a hurry to finish the procedure lack of training or accessible guidelines reliance on others technical failures and human errors today clinicians and researchers have numerous biometers available to them all of these instruments do a good job although there are few differences between them of course getting an accurate measurement depends on more than just technology the person taking the measurement has to know how to avoid the potential pitfalls to overcome that know your biometry device well one issue when measuring keratometry is that each instrument measures the cornea somewhat differently altering the result manual keratometry measures a 3.2 mm zone iwell master 700 measures a 2.5 mm zone lensstar measures 2.35 mm outer and 1.65 mm inner zone all of these instruments give a different measurement of the same cornea so the learning here is if the zone varies measurement varies when dealing with axial length contact biometers measure from corneal apex to ilm whereas non contacts measure from corneal apex to rpe so there will be a difference of 0.2 mm in the measurements one more advantage is that i will master 700 lets us to see at the oct macular scan whether the patient was fixing adequately so the foveal pit should be seen clearly in the center of the oct if you don't see a foveal pit it means either an epiretinal membrane or some other pathology is present or the patient is not fixating correctly this finding should lead to further investigations moving on to iwell powers calculating iwell power is still a problem with today's more sophisticated iwells why because two variable formulas that were created 20 years ago are still in use so surgeons should use more variable formulas for better outcomes optimization and personalization of a constants should be done using the post op refraction periodically to minimize the errors if personalization of a constant is not done 50 percentage of cases will land up with 0.5 diopter error each iwell type has a unique profile of visual capabilities so understanding prescribing guidelines for different types of iwell is important hope this session was useful so the take home message is slow down train and certify biometrists follow the guidelines 
Don't rely on others. Learn from mistakes, particularly any eyes with error, greater than two diopters. Understand the science behind biometers and IOL. More than technology, verification of quality of data is mandatory. Regular clinical updates and audits are important. Prescribing guidelines for different types of IOL should be optimized. And finally, setting a benchmark. We thank Dr. MS Ma'am and SN Snippets team for this opportunity. Thank you. That was a beautiful episode. Thank you, Ms. Vijay Lakshmi and Ms. Sherin for sharing your knowledge with us. We'll be back with more episodes next week. Till then, stay safe, stay tuned. Bye-bye. Take care.